Hi everybody, coming to you from the back porch here in Plano, Texas. And uh, this is being released on June the 7th. If you happen to be in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, tonight, the day this is released, we will be gathering at the Grand Prairie Chicken and Pickles for our annual Abraham's Wallet DFW Meetup. Uh, that's uh, tonight, the 7th, at 6.30 p.m. at Chicken and Pickles. We'll be talking, eating, playing a little pickleball together and having a great time. Um, to, today's episode, you'll hear about it in just a second, is a conversation that I have with my good friend Shane, who has a bunch of wisdom to give us on the topic of weight loss. So it's something we haven't touched on before, but I'm very excited to share the conversation with you. I wanna say, you, you won't be surprised if you're watching on YouTube, we had filming problems. So please forgive the out of syncness of the audio with the video, um, you know, growing pains, what can I say? So anyhow, here's the episode. I will be back a little bit later to talk to you. I've known Shane a very long time and uh, I'm here in the very comfortable environs of my in-laws home in their kitchen where I'm sitting and talking to my friend Shane. Hi Shane. Hey, Stephen, how are you? You people don't know this, but th this is a new look that we're seeing uh, Shane with here. I saw you in November, this is June. So yeah. what, did you, wh what did you weigh six mo nine months ago, sorry? Yeah, seven months ago I weighed 338. 338. 338 and you're at 250 now. Yeah, 88 pounds. Okay, so I'm seeing Shane 88 pounds lighter than I saw him. Um, if you remember the episode on, it was Nostalgia and uh, Norman Rockwell, you saw some, some Shane photos in there. You might go back and look at that and realize <laughs> he doesn't look the same right now. So. <laughs> Shane, you have dropped some LBs. I have. Are doctors happy with you to lose? They are. 88 pounds in they are. over six months? Mm -hmm. What changes do you feel at 88 pounds different? Oh, well, just everything. I mean, day-to-day -day life, getting up, putting my socks on is much easier than it used to be. Uh, shoes on, getting around, walking. You just have more energy, more... More energy. Would that, be, would that be the number one thing? More energy, yeah. You can, I can pick up things off the floor that I drop easier. I mean, it's just, it's, it's sad to not realize how debilitated you are when you're that heavy. And, you, and of course, you don't know it because it's what you've known, at least as you've been gradually getting heavier. I mean, it's what you've known. That's right. You know, like to get up out of my recliner seven months ago, I would raise my leg and then <laughs> use that momentum to help me get up out of the chair. And now I don't have to even push with my hands or anything. I can get out of a car or off a chair. Yeah. So that, that's what I was thinking. Like, I'm, I'm just guessing here. You're more comfortable in your bed. Sure. More comfortable in your car. Yes. Um, more comfortable in a booth. Yeah. Yeah, I, when we would go eat prior to this weight loss, I would ask for a table all the time because I didn't know if I would fit into a booth. I see. At a restaurant and you can't control how far you are. So I would always get a table to the chagrin of the people eating with me uh -huh. who wanted a booth. Right, right. So 
I mean, that brings up this lovely photo of you and I at the uh, cafe in yes. uh, New Hampshire or somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're both we're both very excited about this meal, but you are you are particularly glad that you can pull it, push as far away from the table as you want. Yes. Have you noticed other moments that come up in your day where you go like, what a relief to not have to think about that. Like you, I don't know, you would avoid the stairs going to work or avoid, I don't know, avoid tight parking spots because it's hard to get out of your door or I don't know, anything like that come to mind? Yeah, all of those things came to mind. Uh, I went to a doctor not too long ago and it was on the second floor and I would for sure wait for an elevator to go to the second floor and I just immediately, I just walked to the stairs right away. I didn't even think about it. Tell everybody what you just told me about. You've been playing a lot of pickleball in the last year yeah. and um, how, how your pickleball play has changed. I was doing some drills with a friend of mine today and he told me you need to get lower to the ground when you're hitting these specific shots. And I said, oh, and I tried it and it helped so much. And I told him, you have to realize I still think like a really heavy person. Mm -hmm. Like my mind has not been renewed in all right. of those oh, ways. Right. Oh, that's a great point. So I'm still thinking like a heavy person. And I, you know, sometimes I don't use my legs when I'm lifting because it, I used to not be able to get back up if I did that. So yeah. I just bend over. Now I can do it the correct way and different things like that. But things come up all the time. Okay. That's Shane. Then that's the conversation we're about to have today. And this is Abraham's Wallet. Join us weekly and create a culture in your family of multi-generational prosperity, spiritually, relationally, physically, intellectually, and financially. Run your home, your dough, like a biblical boss. So I'd like to start back at, let's rewind a little bit because we know that most of the people who are listening to the podcast, they most of them are overweight. I, I don't know that because I've seen a big picture of our audience. It's because yeah. statistically, we know that most of America is statistically obese. Yeah. And that, that word is, doesn't mean that you look disgusting. Right. It's a statistic. You, you're, you have this much body fat. I remember... I remember going to uh, get a physical in my 40s and them saying, oh, you're, you fall on the spectrum of obese. And I was thinking, <laughs> my wife's never said that to me. I don't, I don't, hold on a second. But yeah. it's like, no, that's what the stats are, pal. It's not like a, a criticism of you. It's just reality. So I know that's the truth for most people. I, I know most people, most Americans don't like uh, their size, they don't like their weight, and they wish they could do something about it. And so to come across, one, somebody like you, Shane, who has dropped such significant weight in such a short amount of time, I mean, I would guess that most people listening, okay, if you could tell me that I could drop 50 pounds in six months, okay, here's $5,000. Let's right. just make it happen. Right. Do it. So... One, to, to know somebody who's dropped that amount of weight is really kind of exciting. And secondly, to have access to somebody that'll actually talk about it. Now, what I can just say about Shane to everybody is, one, Shane and I have been dear friends for... 33 years now? 33 years. And we haven't lived in the same state uh, for 20 of the last 22 but we remain uh, good friends. 
And one of the reasons is because Shane is the most, he's like the most transparent guy that I have known. Like you have the people in your small group that you go like, I don't know why they don't will ever confess sin so that we can like repent and get on with it. Never an issue with Shane. He's always been totally upfront, totally honest. And uh, I just have always loved that about him. You love that about any friends that you have who are totally honest, vulnerable and transparent. And uh, anyways, we have a lot of, lot of memories and a lot of stories and so you guys get to have the benefit of my relationship with Shane, which is I, I want you to be able to hear from somebody who who's walk, has walked and is walking through this process. So your, your highest ever, Shane, was what weight? 338. 338. And we'll talk about your aha moment in there. You're at 250 now. And where, where are you going to end up? I'm hoping between 220 and 230. Okay, 220 and 230. All right, so you got 20 more to go, and you're gonna cross the 100 pound threshold. Do you do you know when that will be? Uh, the the weight loss has slowed down to about two pounds a week now, so it'll probably be six weeks or so. It's amazing. Yeah. So goodness for goodness sake, Shane, tell us what happened that you thought that is enough, and we're doing something about this. Um, well, there, there were a few times, obviously, like everyone who's overweight, you try different things, different diets, different fads, you know, the Metafast, the different things. And I had lost some weight in the past, but um, six months ago, I was having some trouble sleeping one night. I couldn't sleep at all. And as a matter of fact, it was a, kind of a little bit of spiritual warfare because I felt like I heard the enemy say... Um, if you go to sleep tonight, you're not going to wake up. You're going to die. And I knew it was the enemy. I recognized that, and I knew it wasn't true. I knew he didn't have that power over me. But still, the fear comes in, and you wrestle with it. And of so course. that night, I stayed awake for a while. I read some scripture. I got up out of bed. I listened to some worship music. I sang. I prayed a lot. And I just didn't fall asleep for the next eight hours, but I was worshiping the Lord and I was, and I was really frustrated because I felt like the enemy was kind of winning a little bit of a victory because I felt like I should be able to just peacefully go to sleep. And that wasn't ha what was happening. And so uh, it happened again a few days later, same thing. I couldn't go to sleep. I was hearing the same type thing. And uh, I had talked to Stephen in between these days and we had talked about, uh, he reminded me of this uh, old story that Smith Wigglesworth told, who was a guy who had an incredible healing ministry oh, back yeah. in the 1800s. And uh, he was so in tune with the Lord that one day he said he was going to sleep and he saw the actual devil in, his, in the corner of his room. That's what he said. And he said, oh, it's just you. And he got into bed and went to sleep because he knew he had no power over him. And that really helped me. And when the second night happened, I just basically said the same thing to the enemy. You don't have the right to take my life. The Lord has numbered my days. I'll go when he says. And until then, I'm going to just sleep peacefully. And I felt like the Lord told me to get prepared for battle because there will be more spiritual warfare in my future. And he said to get into shape for battle. Mm. And when I heard that, it to me, it meant spiritual and physical shape. Right. 
And so from the next day forward, when I woke up, and I've never thought this way before, I have friends who think this way. Stephen has thought about <laughs> things this way in the past. I've heard people talk about this, where they eat things to kind of fuel their body. So food for them is not comfort. It's not satisfaction. It's not a, an empty desire that you're meeting like it had been most of my life. It, it became, okay, what kinds of things? Now, I'm ignorant of those kind of things, and so I had to start learning. I knew carbs weren't great for me, so I started to cut out some carbs. I started to eat nuts, and I ate some fruits, and I ate more veggies and salads and things that I would never eat. And so from that moment forward, I started losing pretty drastic weight. That coupled with the exercise, because I don't like to work out, lift weights, all those things. I know I need to now in some ways, um, but I was playing pickleball quite a bit because it's a game to me and it's fun. Okay, a lot to unpack here. I think it is amazing and profound that your journey to physical health was a spiritual yeah. uh, crash that you had in your head feeling like you're hearing voices from the enemy. And did you, ever, did you say anything out loud that night? Oh, several times. I have rebuked him. and Oh, and you're also praising out loud. Yes. Um, and you felt like God was saying, you need to get into shape. And it, was, it wasn't like, get more buff. It was, no. son, I've got stuff that I want to do in your life. That's right. You are not in shape to do the things that I want you to do. That's right. And the way that you are right now, you are so like a big clod of clay that you, you're not instant. I can't do things with you that I want you to do. Hmm. And I'm going to put words in your mouth here, Shane. But that's, that's good. Your, your physical reality is a reference to the shape of your heart. So like your desk, if your desk is a mess, you should see, I mean, I mean I'm in Texas right now um, for a while. You should see my desk at home because I was screaming and grabbing and clattering stuff together to get out the door. I got to get a, get a quick email. Out, okay, pack up the stuff. My desk is a mess. And if you looked at my desk, you'd say, this guy's mind is all over the place. Mm. What a mess. Well, you can, you can literally look at somebody's desk and go, gee whiz, you are a scattered human being. You can also look at our bodies and go, you are not disciplined. Hmm. You're, not, you're not like, I always think of these guns that, um, that recruits you know, used to have to take apart. I mean, you have to grease your gun and completely dismantle it. You put your hands down and then they time you and bam, bam, you put the whole thing back together because everything is greased. Everything is yeah. ready to go and it's pop, pop, pop. And you've got a weapon in your hands. And I think about our hearts and minds. And we don't think about ourselves as being tools of God on his battlefield. We just think like, I don't know, am I enjoying my life? Am I having a good life? I don't know. Is, is there enough money to pay the rent? We're all right. And Shane is saying he has this confrontation with God where God says, you are not ready to be fired because there's a gum in the works. There's, there, mm. Everything is getting clogged yeah. and it's like not quick and instant. I just find I get goosebumps think, thinking about that. That um, your that your, if I may say, your faithful response to what you heard God say. Because honestly, God probably says that to you and I all the time. Yeah. 
and our, our ears are so thick with wax, we don't hear him say that, but there was some pain point for you. Yeah. Maybe it came from the devil's voice making these threats. You're not going to wake up tonight. You know, you're about to die. You're going to die. And so suddenly you have the sensitivity, hear God's voice. And he's going like, well, there's some truth in what the devil's saying. You are headed towards death. You're mm -hmm. like, wait a second. Well, I need, to, I need to get my reality in shape. I think that's all super exciting. Now, what is kind of boggling to me, Shane, is that you, the next day, you start asking yourself, and I'm going to assume this is completely like, I'm, all, I'm, I'm like scared of God. God is speaking to me. I want to do what he's telling me to do. And then you kind of go through the process of going like, now, now what should I eat exactly? Would you, was, was that how you were feeling that next day? Yeah, it's, it's like you're kind of unlearning everything you know about food. And you're like, what, what is food really for? And yes. what should I be eating? I don't really know. I'm not educated. I know there's a lots of materials out there. Yes. And I know some few facts. And so I'm going to start with those. Yeah. I'm reminded, I don't know if you remember the story of our mutual friend, friend of the pod, Mark Douglas. When he, when he met with Peb years ago, he was delivered of fear. And Mark says that he was so used to operating by fear in his life yeah. that he went to an airplane and he started getting on the airplane and he suddenly felt completely like paralyzed because he thought, I don't know how to get on an airplane without fear. Oh. So yeah. he started talking to the Lord. What do I do? How do I get on this plane? Because this is what like deliverance is being set free from mm -hmm. a lifetime of being trapped in something is you have to actually ask the Lord. He's our teacher, right? and say, okay, I've never been free from fear. How do I get in an airplane? Yeah. And the Lord, I, he, I remember his answer. The Lord just told him, just put one foot in front of the other, just walk into the airplane. And now Lord, and he's talking to him as he's sitting now, Lord, when I sit in an airplane, what I usually do is I worry about how it will lift off of the ground. What do I do now? And the Lord said, don't think about that. Okay, what should I think about? And the Lord's like, there's a magazine in front of you. Okay, so I could just read this magazine. Yes, yeah. and don't worry about how the plane will get off the ground. Yeah. Okay, and it's just like this baby stepping thing. So Shane, the baby stepping for you is I'm going to eat a salad. I'm going to eat a protein. But most people, when they have this, they go to the doctor and he goes, you have 45% blockage. And they go, <laughs> okay, I'm going to eat a salad for two days in a row. Can you give us any handles on what made you faithful to like keep going? I really wish there was something. It, it, it's, it was just different this time. I've tried so many things so many times, but this time it was the Lord. It was a spiritual thing. And so when I ate the salad and I, I didn't go crazy, I didn't go no carb, right. never a carb again That's or anything. Important. And I didn't... You know, I've done that before, and that's you're setting yourself up for failure to do those things. But, and I didn't make hard and fast rules. I just tried to do what I knew to do, and for some reason, it kept sticking. Like I, I wasn't doing anything to be more faithful in eating this way. I was just kind of obeying what I had heard, like get into shape, and I was doing what I knew to do that. Do you know how long you had to be faithful until you got an exciting nugget? that encouraged you? 
Uh, I mean, I lost the first 25 pounds pretty quickly, probably maybe even the first month. And that was really exciting. Right. I mean, I know a lot of that first weight is water weight and things yeah. like that. But that was really exciting. And then I started to notice the few things we had talked about, like a little faster on the pickleball court and different things. And, and now, all of a sudden, the three extra large, tall shirts I'm wearing are growing and growing. And, and so I'm having to buy new clothes. I'm not wearing the 42-inch waist jeans anymore. That's I'm down exciting. to 40 and then to 38. And so it's just... That is super exciting. I can't go past this without making this point to our audience, which is your physical reality is often a reference to what's happening in you spiritually. Sorry if that offends anybody. I'm not trying to insult you. That's just reality for all of us. Similarly, your financial situation is also a reference to what's happening spiritually. This, this isn't information. It doesn't come from me. This comes from the scriptures. Yeah. At the end of the parable of the talents, there's a verse that says, if you can't be trusted with man's riches, with material lucre, with mammon, how could you be trusted with something that really matters? Hmm. So there's a proving ground in the, in the simple, uh, tangible things like food, like sleep, like money. Can you live below your means? Can you be responsible with a little thing? Try not to misspeak what God said to Shane, but clearly God was saying, I need you to be faithful in a tangible thing like your body, your food, and your weight, mm -hmm. because there are intangible things that I want to give to you that you are not yet ready to take from me. Yeah, sure. So I want you to build a container with faithfulness and discipline, build a container so that I can give you the goods of the kingdom. That's pretty freaking motivating to me to go, Lord, what, what does it take? Well, again, I can just give you a quick compendium of the scriptures and they would say, be faithful with your money. Are you living below your means? Are you a faithful giver? Do you save and put away for the future? If you're doing those things, you are building a container where I can trust you with things that are much more important than money. The way that we the way that we self-control, the way that you control your sexual urges, the way that you control your urges for food and self-gratification. You know, I have to mention sleeping here because that's been a struggle for me in the past because I, I like to have fun. And I, so if you're a yeah. person that likes to have fun, you call yourself a night owl, which means, <laughs> oh, I get to stay up late and I don't have to have responsibility about when I go to sleep. No, that's not true. I'm trying to build a container of service to the Lord because I want to be his disciple. I want to follow him. So that means there's no part of my life that he doesn't want to get his hands on. And weight is a real, it's a real common struggle for a lot of people because we live in this land of plenty where food is quite cheap, where it's around us yeah. all the time. I mean, I kept thinking as I'm driving to Texas, every time I'm stopping at a gas station, what's in the gas stations is like this colorful, it's like a, it's like a carnival of food. Da, 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 food. And it's like, I'm stopping for gas going like, I'm not actually hungry right now. I don't yeah. have to buy peanut M&Ms every time I fill up, you know. And Yoo-Hoo, I know I'm old school, <laughs> but I like Yoo-Hoo. I, I, people are disgusted when I tell them that. <laughs> they like it's chocolate water, but I, I like Yoo-Hoo. Okay, back to you, Shane. I don't know if I've ever had anybody talk about this. What, what are the financial implications of you mm. losing 88 pounds? 
So I'd like to start with a week's worth of costs of like eating, whether it's going to lunch at work time, if it's getting, I don't know, fast food on the way home from work or whatever your habits are, what, what has it meant to you on a weekly basis, money-wise? Just for those of you that don't know me, I'm single, I have no children, and so a lot of times it does mean stopping and getting something, whether that's on the way to work or uh, going out to lunch with some coworkers and then even getting something on the way home. It just seemed more easy than buying groceries and cooking for myself and those kind of things. And so I would, I would probably spend $5 every morning, 12 to 20 dollars for lunch and then probably 10 on the way home so a lot of money i mean i'm spending 35 40 dollars a day probably on food and what are you what, what are you having for dinner a normal day uh just some fast food something stop and get some tacos burritos or a sandwich at subway or somewhere uh, a hamburger meal chick-fil-a something like that typically fast food sometimes okay. stop and get a pizza that's really good for your health. Yeah, yeah, pizza's great. <laughs> so let's let okay, let's call it forty-five bucks a day as I'm, as you're talking. Uh, so what's a, what's a normal work day for you now? Uh, it's probably about half that. I don't uh, buy anything for breakfast. I'll either drink um, a little shake thing that I have, or I'll eat. Some what's the shake? Tell us. Um, I drink a few different types. One was one that actually came from a diet that my sister had been on. It was called Octavia or Optavia. I don't uh, have many more of those, but I had them. So I was It's just like a them. packet that you mix in with water? That's right. Okay. And it's to give you a couple hundred calories or something and get you started. And yeah. uh, then now for lunch, I'll probably eat a salad anywhere I go, whether it's even a fast food place, you know, a uh, taco salad or a windy salad. Where's or, it, what's, a good, what's a good fast food salad you would recommend? Uh, Chick-fil-A salads are great. Uh, Wendy's salads actually have, are pretty good. They have some grilled chicken salads. Uh, sometimes I'll get one from Chili's. But, How do you uh, feel about the kale salad at Chick-fil-A? I don't know that I've ventured into the kale salad yet. Well, take a seat, Shane. I'll take it from here. Listen, everybody. Um, I would like to recommend the kale salad at Chick-fil-A to you. Now, I'm not a kale fan. Everybody knows that when kale became a fad 10 years ago, we all tasted it and went, well, yeah, we know why we've never heard of it. Because yes. it's horrible. It might be the most healthy thing that you can put in your body. But if it tastes like wet cardboard, nobody's interested. Yeah. I'm telling you. The kale salad at Chick-fil-A is delicious. Wow. And I go out of my way to get it. So there's my, there's my reco. That was a lot of gusto. Well, I believe, you know, you got to believe in something. I don't want to make anybody any false promises. Do you enjoy having a salad for lunch? I'm still, it's not like this huge transformation where all of a sudden I just love greens and things like that. <laughs> but when you get the tomatoes with it and a hard boiled egg and some grilled chicken yeah. and stuff, it's a little bacon. Okay. And I still eat dressing guys. I don't, I mean, I may eat a little better dressing or something, you know, a lower fat one or something, but vinaigrettes, but, uh, no, I don't, I mean, in my head, at least in my mind, I would still say I would love to have a meal over a salad. Yeah. But I enjoy them enough for the goal I'm accomplishing. Good for you. Yeah. That's, that's an excellent way of saying it. And I think it's really honest to go, okay, look, 
if I'm if we're talking purely flesh here, and what's in front of me is a salad or yeah. a wet, drippy double cheeseburger, uh, yeah, give me the fat. With of course. donuts as the buns. Oh, no, good. <laughs> horrible, <laughs> disgusting, horrible. I'm just but kidding. yeah, but yeah, fatty, dripping cheeseburger. Come on. Um, okay, and then what's a normal dinner? Uh, so typically, I'll either eat another type of salad. There's a new place in Texas. I don't know if y'all have them where you are, but it's called Salad and Go. Just saw one on the tollway for the first time in my life. Salad Delicious. And go. Oh. go on their website, oh. order it, customize it, drive up, get it from the window, take it home. It's great. Uh, I get those frequently, but now I do actually go buy groceries and I will meal prep some. So, I mean, simple thing for me, I'll buy like a pound of ground beef and I'll make four hamburger patties and Smart. I'll just eat the hamburger patty with some with salad. avocado or some oh. tomato or cucumbers or something. And that's a lovely meal. By and that's the way. four meals. That's four meals, you know, so I'll do that as well. Okay. I have so many questions. Okay. So, <laughs> so we're, we're, let's estimate with, with the shake for breakfast, the salad for lunch and let's say some kind of meal prep at night. Let's say that you're spending 20 bucks a day. Yeah, I think probably, that's fair. probably. Okay, that's significant savings. But I'm also wondering, well, is there anything that you, that you spent money on along the way that like, well, I need this exercise thing or I don't know, a new blender for shakes or anything that you've spent money on? Uh, not necessarily around the house per se, but I have spent money on my new love wardrobe. of pickleball oh. and wardrobe. Wardrobe is a big thing actually, because I have, I have pants all the way from 42 down to 34 now. And yeah. then I have to buy shorts as well. I, this may be too much information, but I did actually have to replace all my underwear as well, because <laughs> you go down a size. <laughs> so shorts, everything. Nice. Uh, so, and then I've just bought some, pickleball gear and I did buy a new bicycle but I haven't oh. quite ventured in but the summer's excellent here so I wonder if it's a wash between what you're saving on food and what you're spending on new clothes that'd be interesting to know it's probably a wash right now because I don't buy a whole new wardrobe I just buy a few pieces at each yeah. size until I get to where I hope Love to be it. yeah okay my next question is I think this is what everybody's question is when they f hear of somebody losing weight. Like, what are, were there rules? Are there rules that you put in your mind to go, like I have, I have another buddy who's losing weight right now. He's using an app. I kind of wonder, are you, are you using an app to track calories? I'm not, I've done that in the past. Okay. Uh, it I works have, for a while, for me. Okay, I've, done, I've mentioned this on the, on the podcast before. I like, and mm -hmm. we're here in um, my, we're here in my father-in-law's home, and he got he got me on this uh, app called Lose It, which is a it's just a calorie tracker, and I've I've it's been great for me, also great for my friend who I'm referencing here, and my friend uh, said that like one of his rules is I'm not going to eat after eight o'clock. Do you have any rules like that? Yeah, so uh, one of the rules that I did make for myself was... It's Steven again, coming to you from the back porch in Plano. And um, I hope you're enjoying this conversation with Shane. Uh, I hope you can see how fascinating I found it. And um, 
we ask folks to uh, like our stuff, share it, subscribe. That helps us. Uh, that that just helps us connect with more people. It helps the all the algorithms and everything to find the right people. So we'd ask you to do that. We always uh, want people to know that we are a donor driven. Um, the reason that these things get made every week is because we have people who donate to make it happen. That's always something that we appreciate from you guys. Um, so I want you to know that's uh, possible if you go to abrahamswallet.com slash donate. Um, there's a place to do that. And uh, as always, hope you have a great week. And now I'll go back and we'll finish up this conversation. One of the rules that I did make for myself was to not eat after 6.30. But, oh. And this ties back into the sleep problems that I was having because um, one of my old college roommates, who's actually a trauma surgeon, came to visit uh, in December. And I was talking to him about my sleep problems. Brad. Yeah, Brad Putty. And um, I was talking to him about that. And he said, well, what's your sleep hygiene look like? And I said, I don't know what that means. <laughs> what is sleep hygiene, Brad? <laughs> so he said, you know, it's the things that you do to prepare yourself for sleep. So he said, do you, have you trained yourself that when you go to your bed, you're going there for sleep? Or do you get into bed and read for 30 minutes right. with the light on? Do you look at your gadget for 30 minutes? Do you, uh, if you're not feeling tired, do you eat a piece of turkey or something that will help you with natural melatonin kind of things or drink warm milk? And so I started to do those things. And one thing that I used to really feel is when I would eat things at night later, and obviously they weren't healthy things, you know, um, it would feel like I wasn't swallowing it very well before I went to sleep. Oh, and so uh, I pretty much cut off food at 630. And then if I get hungry after that, I just drink water. I just drink a lot of water. And that's not a hard and fast rule. There have been times that I couldn't eat before 630 and I'll have to eat at eight o'clock and I'll just eat a little less and still drink a lot of water afterwards. So after 630. That's primarily the rule. Wow, that's really good. Do you avoid soda? I don't avoid them altogether. Uh, so, you know, I'm a Diet Coke fan because everyone that's large is a Diet Coke fan. That's probably not nice to say on a podcast. Uh -huh. You know, go get the hamburger meal, biggie size it with the Diet Coke. Yeah. So that was me for years and years. But and it feels uh, free, right? It feels yeah, free. Yeah, it's like you're doing something, you yeah. know. You're inviting aspartame instead of sugar. Yeah, so, yeah. But um, so I haven't done away with them altogether, but it may be like every third day I have one or fourth day. It's not, it's not something I drink every day. And that used to be the thing I would get every morning for breakfast when I would get a breakfast burrito or wow. something, I would get a large diet Coke. Um, I am a proponent of Advocare spark that does give you a little bit of energy. So right. I do have that in the morning, but okay, that's good. Yeah. What, uh, where do you stand on desserts? Uh, there's no hard and fast rule. Uh, still I eat less of them just because it's not stuff that fuels your body. But if I go out or I go to a birthday party or whatever, I will have Or you're with me tonight, maybe after barbecue tonight is maybe. after six 30 that we're filming and we're going to get, <laughs> uh, food later and we'll yes. probably have dessert. So tonight I am splurging okay. to celebrate 88 pounds of victory. That's pretty cool. So. Okay.
Um, I f I'm fascinated that you're not tracking things and you're just being more responsible. And if I might, if I might say, you've just brought your um, menu, your diet, underneath the Lordship of Christ and go like, you're allowed to inspect everything I eat. Is that fair? It is fair because I still eat some bad things. Sometimes I will stop and get a bagel and cream cheese after I played pickleball That's that crazy. morning or whatever. And I know this isn't really fuel for the body, but <laughs> I, I will do it because, you know, I am human. And I am interested now that you say that. I am interested in that app because now it would be tracking it just for information's yeah. sake. In the past when I've done those, it's tracking it. And then if you get off just slightly, this is how the enemy works. If he yeah. can get you off just slightly, then you feel like a failure. Right. And then you're like, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point of this whole thing? I should just go back and eat because, you know, eating is the friend that never said no to me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Food. It's, you know, I, I've always heard this about fear. The Lord won't always come through for you like the way you want him to. He doesn't always do what you want. So like, Lord, deliver me from this trouble. Sometimes he goes like, I'm sorry, you need to suffer. But fear will always come through for you. It'll mm. always be there. You can depend on it. You know, oh, I like to worry. And worry is like, no problem. Let's, let's, I miss you. Yeah. And, and um, abusing food and abusing chemicals is just the same. Pornography, just the same. It'll always be there. There's no struggle involved. You just get yeah. to throw the doors down and there everything is. Okay, which brings us to the most important thing, pickleball. Oh, so yes. What I've heard, I've heard this from you on the phone over the months, which is as your weight has gone down, pickleball action for you has gone up. Yes. Was that part of the plan? I will play more pickleball so that I can lose weight? Or was it, oh, I'm losing weight. It's more fun to play pickleball. It's just fun to play pickleball, period. Uh, I wasn't doing it more because I was losing weight necessarily, but I love pickleball. And so I have the opportunity and the time. I have less obligations than a lot of you guys that are listening uh, with families at right, home and things. Right. And so uh, that's how I choose to spend some of my free time is just to and go what, and play. And what, what's a normal week? How much are you playing? Between six to eight times a week. What? Yeah. I thought it was like three times a week. Oh, no. Holy cow. Well, no. I'm looking forward to playing you later this week and seeing what we're working with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be a little better than the last time you saw me. I'm Holy still not quite there. Smokes. But. Wow. Well, Shane, I'm going to throw up this again, this old picture of you. Not to shame you, but really to give, to give everybody else hope. That's who I was. Like, so look, this is how much he weighed the last time that I saw him. I'm very grateful that this guy in this picture... Um, while he looks like this, is willing to uh, talk to us about what's happening. Great benefit. And um, I also wanted to get him before he hit his goal. I mean, I wanted us to talk to him like while he's in process, because I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of wisdom here. Um, anything else that you, you would say to somebody who's struggling with their weight and they're like listening in like for tips from this guy or encouragement? When you're, when you're heavy, you just think differently. And it really is about relearning how to think about food. It's not about following a plan per se or just trying to do better. I mean, none of the Christian walk is about striving. Uh, mm -hmm. And so when you try to incorporate that in weight loss, it's never going to work. You're always going to fail. And then if you're like me, when you fail a little bit, then you just say whatever. <laughs> 
And uh, it just really has to be a mindset. I mean, my sister was on a plan and she lost a hundred pounds just a year ago. Wow. And the whole time she was doing it and feeling great, I was unmotivated to do it. Yeah. And it just wasn't the right time for me. It wasn't the right situation. And, but I think the Lord, as, as things go on in our world, they're getting pretty crazy. And yeah. uh, I think the Lord is ready for his uh, children to stand up and be ready to be used by him. And uh, I think that's going to require us to be in better shape spiritually and probably physically because he might have to send us places and do things. And that's right. And so I think if you come at it from that vantage point and you're not coming at it from just a strictly weight loss or eat better or track something kind of standpoint, then you're probably more prone to be successful. And and, you know, I don't. I didn't have a big support system. I wasn't online posting every day. And, you know, the people that I work with, they saw the weight coming off. Yeah. But when you see each other every day, it's not as drastic right. as when I see Steven after six months. Right. And so it always makes you feel better. And then you're like, okay, great. I'm doing something positive. And, and, and you start to actually feel more like yourself, if that even makes sense, mm-hmm. because this is who I feel like I'm created to be. Mm-hmm instead of who I was. That was a, a, a very broken person in a lot of ways who ate for comfort and to help his feelings and different things. And, and there's no blame here on, you know, it's not my parents' fault for what they fed me or anything. <laughs> it's, it's all on me. And so you just have to take responsibility and say, I'm, I'm going to do this and, and have a support system if you can. And don't get mad at them when they hold you accountable. Because that was one thing. I used to have someone that would help me. And anytime they would say something to me, Uh-oh. I would let the enemy use that and beat me, beat myself up and, you know, disregard their support. So um, you guys can do it. I know if, if weight loss is something that you want to attain, then I, I say go for it. Pray about it and, and let the Lord help you do it. You can do it. That's awesome. Well, we've been we've been very awkwardly across from each other while we've been shooting this, just so we can see each other. But here we are. We're together. I love you, Shane. I love you I'm too. I'm proud man. of you. We don't do we don't often do this, but I th- again I, I think that there's a lot of people listening that are that empathize. You don't have to be long. But would you be willing to pray for these people? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's let's end that way. Okay. Lord Jesus, we thank you for for everything, for life, for your love. Lord, I just pray right now that those that are listening or watching, that they would just begin to feel your love, Lord. I pray that you would overwhelm them with your love. Your word says that perfect love casts out fear. And so I pray, Lord, that as your love comes comes over them, Lord, that all the fear they have in whatever sense, Lord, just begins to fade away. And Lord, I pray that you would give them the strength and wisdom, Lord. You say if we ask for wisdom, you'll give it to us. And so we ask for wisdom in the realm of weight loss and health and management of health and and exercise and all those things lord i just i want continued wisdom lord Mm -hmm. and uh, i just pray that you would do that for the people that are listening and god i just pray that uh, we would be a people that would stand up and say here we are and we're ready to do whatever you have for us to do and help us to get in the shape to do it lord in jesus name amen amen